0: Welcome to The Jim Roman Show, where we help you build a better business to build a better life with your host, Jim Roman. Does owning a franchise increase your odds of success? That is what we're going to talk about today, our franchises. Welcome back to another episode of The Jim Roman Show. Before we get into today's topic about franchises and how to succeed in business, I just want to thank everyone who's been complimenting us, commenting on our podcast. The wonderful feedback you've been giving me has been great, encouraging. The questions you guys have been sending in have been awesome. In fact, we're going to be changing up our format a little bit where we're going to be talking about a particular topic like today being franchises. And At the end, we're going to open it up to your questions and answers. So if you have topics we want to cover in the future, uh, you have comments, something you want to contribute, please re- remember to email me at questions at askjimroman.com so that we can include those in future episodes. So let's jump into today's episode. Does owning a franchise increase your odds of success? The simple answer, it depends. Statistically, they show though that Owning a franchise does not have a a better advantage than a non-franchise in success. The statistics statistics show that. But I find in owning a franchise, because I've owned franchises, it can give you a competitive advantage if you know how to use that advantage. And I wanna talk about five things you can do to be successful uh, with your franchise business. And this also includes other non-franchises as well. So let's jump into it. So what can you do to increase your odds of owning a franchise and succeeding? I think the first thing is, to understand when buying a franchise, what do you get from the franchisor? Uh, One of the things I like to say that we bridge the gap between where the franchisor stops and where you, the franchisee, picks up. In other words, I've seen over the years and working with a lot of franchises that some franchise systems give you a lot of support and others give you very little support and you pay royalties accordingly. And so before jumping into franchises, I would want to find out from them, what am I going to get and what am I not going to get? An example of that is a lot of franchise systems will not give you sales assistance. Uh, some will, but you have to pay for that. Uh, uh, other franchises will give you leads; others will not. Most of them will not give you HR advice. So ultimately, you want to realize that when you're buying this franchise, you're really just buying a system and a brand, and maybe some a little bit of support. Uh, but beyond that, that's all you're getting because ultimately, this is your business. You are buying a business, and so. To increase your odds of success in owning a franchise, succeeding in franchising, I would want to know before buying it, what do I get and what don't I get? And then making a determination if that's a fit for me. Another thing that I find that helps franchises succeed uh, it would be uh, own, understanding that this is now your business. This is your business and you want to embrace those responsibilities. What do I mean by that? Again, I've worked with a lot of franchises over the years and I have them come into my office for one of our complimentary consultations and say, hey, Jim, my franchisor is not doing this. My franchisor is not doing that. My first reaction is, so? Now, I'm not saying that they, the franchisor should do that because I don't know what their agreement was. But a lot of times when people come into my office, it's about what they're not getting. And I want to tell them that if it were me and I were you, I would change my mindset from not what you're gonna, you get, but what can you go get? In other words, this is your business, and so if you need sales help, go get sales help. If you need HR help, find an HR consultant. Uh, it's your business, and so own the responsibilities of owning that business. In other words, don't blame the franchise, or in most cases, it's usually you, the business owner, that needs to, to be responsible for that. Now, that's a hard thing there, uh, here when you've invested into a business and you assumed you were going to get all of this leads and all the sales help. And again, it goes back to number one, finding out what you get and what you don't get will uh, minimize a lot of those frustrations. But ultimately, if you own that this is your business, treat it as if it's your business, and anything that you get is is just a bonus, if that makes sense. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. If you own a franchise, we'd love to hear what challenges you're having. Maybe some questions that you have. If you're considering a franchise, we'd love to help you uh, figure out what's the right fit. Uh, So please please reach out to us at questions at askjimroman.com. The third thing you can do to increase your odds of success in business and in franchises is embrace that it is your responsibility to bring the business in. In other words, 90% of the franchisees that I've worked with, you didn't realize that they're responsible for bringing in sales, bringing in the revenue. In other words, a lot of them thought, well, I'm just gonna get a bunch of leads because we have a great brand, or this is a national franchise system, so there's a, the, the business is just gonna fall in my lap. Knock, knock, I'm here to tell you, that's not how it works. In most cases, I would say 95% or 98% of the t- time, you are responsible for bringing that business in. And if the franchisee, franchisor, excuse me, gives you leads, maybe get you some sales, consider that a bonus, like I said earlier. For me, it's my job to get that. Now, you're probably saying, Jim, I didn't get into selling. I got into tutoring. I got into pest control. I got into um, other types of franchises out there uh, to do that kind of stuff. I wanted to be a a tutor. I wanted to be a contractor. I wanted to be a restaurant owner. Well, guess what? You also have to be a salesperson. Otherwise, you need to find a salesperson to help you to bring that business in. And I think this is one of the biggest challenges that most franchisees that we feel work with uh, and dealt with is they didn't realize that that was going to be their job. And so I would say to you, if you want to increase your odds of success, get good at selling or find someone who is. That's a key thing. Because a lot of times marketing and advertising is not enough to do the trick. You need to also do the selling along with that. So hopefully that helps you out. We'd love to talk to you more about that. Uh, Feel free to reach out to us. Number four, what can you do to increase your odds of success? Uh, Get good at getting great talent. This is another thing. I would say this is the second biggest challenge that most franchises deal with is getting good people to help them to do the work. If you get number three down, you're able to bring in business through marketing, networking, advertising, referrals. Now you got to get the work done through people and processes. And a lot of times people are not good at finding people, vetting people, and hiring people. And so if you want to increase your odds of success in business and, again, in franchises, get good in finding great people. So often people come to me, Jim, it's hard to find good people. And I don't disagree with that, but I also find that a lot of times people are not good at vetting out the wrong people. What do I mean by that? People hire, 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 and then they fire, 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 and they go, can't find good people. Some of the people that you hired in the past were bad people. You shouldn't have hired them in the begin with. Because you probably didn't have the right vetting process to vet those people out. And so you're assuming that most people are not good people and it's hard to find. But if you're having the right hiring process, vetting process, interview process, onboarding process, the odds of them being better team players, the better your success will be in business. So we've talked about four things in particular. Number one, know what to expect from your franchise or what level of support are you going to get? and then where do you get the rest of that support if they don't provide it? Number 2, embrace your responsibilities as the owner of this business. This is your business now. I wouldn't be worried about what you're not getting. I'd be go get it myself. Number 3, dedicate yourself to bringing in more business, bring in more business on a regular consistent basis, then you'll have to do number 4, get good at finding great people. And that is an art and a science in of itself. But I find if these four things that you were to do and only do these four things, your success in franchising, your success in business go uh, uh, exponentially upwards uh, to that success. So last but not least, what you could do, number five, uh, I think is the biggest thing that I didn't realize when I owned my franchises that I missed out on. And that is using the resources around you, using other franchisees' knowledge and experience that they have that you may not have. What do I mean by that? So years ago, I was in this franchise system, and we used to get together for conferences twice a year. Now, we've had great speakers, we had great breakout sessions, but the true value of that conference for me was meeting up with my colleagues, other franchise owners just like me at six o'clock in the morning, all the way until midnight, we would talk about best practice. What are you doing to find the right people? What are you doing for marketing? What are you doing to for operations? I learned more 6 a.m. in the morning and midnight than I did during the conference itself. And when I sold those franchises, I realized I'm now missing out on that resource. So if you haven't reached out to other successful franchisees in your system, I highly recommend that you do that because that is the magic that I find in franchises is that the people that, that your colleagues are out there. I'll give you an example. We had a franchise system as a pest management system, pest control system. And the gentleman said, Jim, I want coaching. I want to be in the top 10 of franchisees. I said, great. The first thing I would do is reach out to the top 10 franchisees and ask them how they got there. He goes, what? I said, go reach out to the top 10 franchisees and ask them how they got in the top 10. He goes, you can do that? I go, heck yeah. In fact, most of those people you'll find want to give back. They made super success and they want to be able to give back to help other people be successful. And that's the advantage of owning a franchise is using the resources around you. Other people who've been there and done that, uh, it's just priceless. In fact, I miss it so much because again, learning from each other, uh, I find iron sharpens iron. It just makes me a better business person. So those are just some things, again, that you could do to increase your odds of success in business, specifically franchises system. Again, we're going to go into some Q&A now, but if you have questions, comments, or something you want to contribute, please don't forget to email us at questions at askjimroman.com. We'd love to hear what you have to say and what would you like for us to cover in future episodes. So those are the five things that I would do if it were me and I wanted to make my franchise more successful. But I also would also know that there are different types of coaches out there. Now, there are what we call franchise coaches, and these are people who are trained to sell you or introduce you to franchise systems. And there's a lot of great ones out there. And they have access to 20, 30, even hundreds of franchises, and they're looking to hopefully match you up with the right franchise. Now, that being said, I would want you to take something into consideration that a lot of people don't think about when going into franchises. Number one, if I'm going to pick a franchise, one, it's going to be based on my strategic goals. So that's one of the things a franchise coach will ask you. What are your goals? What are your objectives? What are you trying to accomplish so they can match you up to the right franchise system? But number two, what they don't ask you, I don't find, is what is your purpose and passion? Because I find if you can get your purpose and passion matched up with your profession, i.e. your business, your odds of success go up. I'll give an example. There's a franchise system based out of Texas. I did not know this, but for you to get involved with their franchise system, Uh, If you buy a franchise with them, you have to make an agreement that you cannot work in the franchise itself. What do I mean by that? Let's just say it's a hairstyling franchise. And their target market are people in their 60s looking to retire in the future. And they're looking for something to uh, add to their portfolio. And buying a franchise, buying a business uh, is a way to add value to your portfolio. But their caveat is you cannot cut hair, you cannot walk into the salon, you have to work through managers. Now at first, this blew my mind because I'm the type of person, if I'm buying a business, I'm gonna work that business. And so if I bought a business that I couldn't work in the business, I only can work on the business, did I really want that? And I actually started thinking about that, maybe I do. See, there's a lot of executives out there that don't have time to work in their business, but they're smart enough, intelligent enough to work on the business through their managers. And so sometimes it's not working in the business, it's having the business work for you. So know that there's those type of franchise systems in it. On the flip side, there are franchises that you're in it all day long. Know that as well. I like something in between where I can work in it or on it and work through my people. Uh, That's the kind of franchise I want. But ultimately, part two of that is I want a franchise that makes me passionate about my purpose on the planet. Uh, if I love helping people, I want a business that's helping people. If I love food, I might want something around food. If I like working with my hands, I might want something working my hands. Not everybody wants that. Sometimes people just want a business for the revenue and what it can do for you. For me, again, I want to do the purpose and passion. So when talking to a coach, Take those things in consideration, but also talk to your accountant, talk to attorney, and other business owners to get as a many data points you can before making that decision. So thanks for asking that question. That was a great question. Next question is an interesting question, and that is, what if you have a franchise or a business and it's starting to fail, it's starting to decline, what do you do? Wow, that's a huge answer. Uh, where do I begin? I think my experience in working with business owners and franchises, when things start to decline, I think a lot of times we want to start to blame others for our situation. We want to blame the economy. We want to play the, blame the government. We want to blame, in this case, the franchise or. And the first thing I tell people that get into a negative state is stop blaming and let's start fixing. And that's not easy because when you're starting to get depressed and you're starting to get a little down, you want to try to figure it out. You don't want to look at yourself in the mirror, but I think sometimes we need to do that. So one of the ways to turn a business around, even a franchise around, is number one, get reconnected to your purpose and passion. Why did you get into the business in the first place? Number two, remember some of your first set of successes of changing people's lives. I remember working with a realtor. Her business was a little flat. She was in one of our programs. And um, she wasn't getting any results. So I was asked to be a guest speaker at this event. And so I went in and I asked the realtor, why does she do what she does? And she says, oh, to help people buy, dream home. And I didn't see or hear any passion in her voice. And when I pressed her a little bit more about like, really, really, why do you do what you do? She passionately shared with me. I do what I do because I think owning a home is a big investment. And that home becomes, that house becomes a home where you raise your family and you build a community. And that's why I do what I do. And she got reconnected to why she did what she did. She wants to be able to help you invest in one of the biggest assets of your life, to be able to take a house to turn into a home, to eventually create a place to raise your family in a community. She got that connected to her purpose and passion. And guess what? Her business took off. So if I'm starting to decline, I think that's the first thing that I do. The second thing I would do is I would get help. I would get mentoring. Mentoring. I would, uh, I would find a coach. I would get somebody that I can talk to to shift my mindset from being negative and down to back up. I find a lot of times when I get down and depressed, uh, if I can talk to other human beings and start hanging out with human beings, in other words, I've been in my office too long, I've not been around anybody, I start to get a little down. So if you're feeling a little down, reach out to me. Reach out to somebody in your circle. Reach out to somebody who can at least talk you through whatever thoughts you're having so that we can get you back on track. Last question that just came in um, is, what would be the key things that uh, you would do if you were to do it all over again with your franchises? Great question. There are three key things that I would do or get great at. Number one, you know what it's going to be, is creating raving fans. If I can create raving fans with my existing customers and even my past customers, uh, I'm more likely to get more reviews and more referrals. I like to create, what I like to say, create raving fans beyond the transaction. So often people think when I say creating raving fans, they think great customer service. No, customer service is expected. In fact, customer service is what they pay for. Creating a customer experience, that's what causes people to rave, to give you reviews, to give you referrals, that gives you what? More revenue. And what's the second thing? Is bring in more business. Get good at bringing a business or get someone on your team that helps you to bring in business on a regular, consistent basis. And then number three, getting the work done. Get the right people in the right place that are passionate about their profession to help the people that you work with, your customers and your clients. Those would be the three things that I would do if I were going to do franchising all over again to be successful, is master creating raving fans and have a plan. Bringing in a business on a regular, consistent place, place uh, basis, whether it be me or someone else. And finally, getting the work done with the right people in the right place. Don't do it by myself. Do it with others. So that concludes our episode today of Is Franchising Worth It? Again, we can't thank you enough uh, for your questions. Please keep those coming in. Can't thank you enough for your compliments, your comments. It's been inspiring. I would love to know what topics you want to hear in the future. Uh, Please feel free to reach out to us again at questions at AskJimRoman.com. Don't forget our free resources on our website at JimRomanOnline.com. We can't thank you enough for tuning in. Again, I'm Jim Roman. Remember, the more you know, the more we grow thank you so much for listening today. For more information, visit my website at jimromanonline.com or follow me on Facebook and LinkedIn at jimromanonline.com. And you can email me at questions at askjimroman.com.